Black Out Loud Media Group, home of Digger Jones, Two Guns Tony, and Red's Troublemakers Podcast, Pillow Talk with the Washingtons, The Wonderful World of Mr. Rosser, The Brown Sugar Cafe Podcast, The Black Smoke Barbecue Podcast, This Mindful World, Jesus Take the Wheel, The Mavcast, and Pass the Remote. Follow and share. Available everywhere you listen to podcasts. What's up, everybody? My name is Charlie Maverick. I'm an IT professional. I'm a content creator. I'm a barbecue pit master. I'm a singer-songwriter. I'm a beat maker. I'm something like a philosopher. What I'm trying to say is I'm multifaceted. Come hang out with me as I talk to my friends and family as we chop it up about current events, tech, and anything else that hits close to home. And we have some fun in the process. You know how I do. Welcome to the Mavcast. Welcome back to the pod. My name is Charlie Maverick. I am accompanied today by one of my content creating brothers in arms, Jeffrey Boyd. How you doing, my man? Charlie, I'm doing good. How are you doing, man? I'm blessed and highly favored, man. You know, we have not been on a pod, just us two together in a couple of years, you know? Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, you know, we started off on the Backyard Pitmasters podcast, and now we do the Black Smoke Barbecue podcast. Man, we do a lot together, you know, in the content creating realm. So before we get started on our old man rant, because you're here for old man rant, let, let's be clear. For sure. Y'all saw the title of the podcast. <laughs> Y'all know it's about to go down. If you listen to the previous episode, I talked about this little TikTok thing going on and some other social media stuff. Jeff wanted to get in and do the old man rant and let's go. So before we do that, tell people about yourself because a part of this show is helping people tell their narrative. I don't want to tell your narrative for you. Let me tell you a story. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I got into content creation back during the pandemic. It was a pandemic project. Uh, I had gotten a, a master built 560 and just decided one day, pulled out my iPhone, I was like, let's go ahead and videotape these ribeyes. And so did a couple ribeyes on there and really got into it. It was just like, okay, hey, let's just take this thing and see how far I can go. Uh, really have had a creative side. I was into uh, not really acting, more so plays and stuff when I was in school, definitely in the band, um, things of that nature on the creative side, band and orchestra. And, and chorus. So on that side of it, was really into the creative side of things. And that just kind of spurned into content creation. And from there, started the Outdoors with Jeff channel on YouTube. And got on board with that and got on the Instagram, Twitter, and reluctantly Facebook. And, <laughs> reluctantly Facebook. And, and, and that's about where I'm at right now with it. I, I enjoy making barbecue content, teaching folks how to make things. Um, really figured out a fine balance between the YouTube side and the Instagram side. The Instagram side is the flashy, here you go. The YouTube side was the long format teach. So kind of got into it from that perspective and really enjoy it. Yeah, man. You know, you put out some great content when Appreciate it. you were early into your content creation during the pandemic. We hooked up on the pod, uh, on the Backyard Pitmasters pod. We turned something into, you know, we, we created this uh, 
this Black Smoke Barbecue pod <clears throat> and all that got great folks together to talk about barbecue. And, um, you know, it's been great. It's been great. And we've been dealing with a lot of social media stuff in the midst of it. You know, we got our little side issues going on with social media because of our <clears throat> our uh, pigmentation and all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but okay, so, all right, you last mentioned Facebook. So let's start off with Facebook because um, – w- let me know what bothers you most about Facebook. First of all, let me let me ask you what you like about Facebook because I know there's going to be a lot of negativity in this old man rant. <laughs> so just give the good stuff up front. I don't know. From a standpoint of what I like about Facebook, um, let's just say this: everybody is accessible. Mm, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, everybody is accessible. Um, and I think that's honestly about it on the on the <laughs> likes. Um, and I, I'm not bashing it. Every form, every form, or every platform has its has its positives and negatives. Um, mm-hmm. But I really just, from an aspect, I, I, first of all, let's just stop calling people friends because they're not <laughs> right. But back way back when when first when Facebook first came out. It was like, hey, I'm going, that's Charlie. I know Charlie from school, whatever the case may be. Let me go ahead and add Charlie as a friend and see if he'll do that. Not not folks that I don't know and folks from overseas and everywhere that just kind of bombard you mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So let, let's just change the term friends because let's, let's, they're, they're not friends. These are just people that <laughs> they just see something. They may not even know what it's about, but... They just, hey, the lurking, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you, 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 you asked to be my friend, then you be my friend, and then that's a plus one for them. That's right. You know, or and some folks may have a general interest. Some people really do have a general interest in the barbecue side of things and whatnot. I, I just find sometimes, from a navigation standpoint, you know, you really have got to get the different platforms down and where you want to spend your time with them. That that's the biggest thing. So, it's Facebook is where the people are obviously over time they've they've gathered so much of the population because of what they've done with elections and all that stuff um mm-hmm. you mentioned the navigation is is a uh, is a problem i agree with that you know there there's certain things that facebook has done over the years that has seemed like they were being more friendly to content creators and then they just snatch it back do you feel kind of that same way yeah i do i think the the most recent thing uh even though i wasn't monetized on facebook i'll say the most recent thing was them demonetizing the reels because uh, mm. i know a couple of people that had really gotten into that and and they monetized well you know and maybe a little bit too well to where now people <laughs> are saying hey we need okay well let's just let's just pull the plug on this thing and we'll figure something else out you know so you got people that invested time and energy into building building up a platform to where now you're wondering if it's really going to be viable, you know, from that from the from folks watching it and from folks putting into it because a lot of these folks if they're not, you know, if they're monetized and if they're monetized and let's say they're not monetized on Instagram, they may just pull that time out and go toward where the possible money is, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, you, you really have a way 
of changing up the uh, changing up the landscape per se when you do that. I noticed one time before in the podcast area, Facebook. Well, let me back up because the infrastructure how Facebook kind of works is they're not friendly to exterior links. Like if yeah. you post a link from YouTube, they kind of suppress that in the priority of how what people see. Mm-hmm. Learn that over time. So it was a little challenging for people to share the podcast or whatever in the way that they used to do it. So Facebook would implement this and it was maybe like six to nine months, something like that, where they would let you put your RSS feed on your page. And any time that you had a post come through on your RSS feed, it automatically posts it to your page in a video format. Super dope because that gives people the ability to play. And if even if you leave the app, it plays the audio in the background. It was great. They snatched it away. I was like, no. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> That's how they do, man. That's how they do, man. They get you hooked. They get you comfortable. Then they just shake everything up and say, okay, let's let's try something different. I want to get in the mind of Mark. I'm like, hey, man, can we stick with something for like at least a year? <laughs> man, I tell you, they... Uh, they they know what they're doing and at the same time they don't know what they're doing because I, I feel like in a, in a lot of in a lot of terms we're really just going after the next best thing yeah and and, and that's and that can be frustrating as a creator when you're trying to actively engage and maintain an audience or grow an audience that side of it can really can really be frustrating at times at the same time it can help you grow and figure out different things but i think you know that that kind of breeds a little bit of resentment from creators at times if you can fix anything about facebook not drastically or something that would cost them i don't a, a, a drastic pivot for what they're trying to do whatever they're trying to do um, what would you tell Facebook to fix from a content creator perspective? Go back to the monetization. Mm. Stick stick with it from that standpoint because of the fact that you have people that are really willing to... Let, let's put it this way. You have people that are focused on a certain, a certain goal. Mm-hmm versus everything else on Facebook, which is kind of just like the standing in the middle of the road screaming. <laughs> and the folks that want to share the pictures of their kids and things of that nature. You have people that have a goal in mind and that are driving, that's driving, if it's good for us creators, it's going to be good for Facebook. Right. If it's good enough for you guys to monetize it, then it's going to, it's going to be a greater good for them. And that's the biggest thing where I think they could go back and make make a change to give the creators a little bit more incentive to get back on there and to keep that thing going because I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens over the next few months with this because it really is it really is something that can change the landscape of what they're doing yeah I, I would like to see what they're trying to do too now when we talk about Facebook we can't 
exclude the behemoth that it is to content creators right now and to the younger generation, which is Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do you what do you like about Instagram? I feel like even though they're the same umbrella company, Meta, I feel Mm -hmm. like they're run by. It feels like they're run by the same people, but not the same people. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. So what do you like about Instagram? Instagram is really brings out the trends. They bring out the trends and they have really, I feel like in a sense, revolutionized the real format and the short, the short form format. And that, uh, make sure I'm saying it right. The 16 by nine, they've really, they've really, they, they make folks level up their game. So they realized with that YouTube had to get into reels. Yep. They even pushed, I'm, I'm sorry, not YouTube. They, uh, Facebook had to get into reels and then YouTube had to go ahead and make an adjustment and say, okay, well, we're going to start to monetize reels. It's nothing like what they're doing on Facebook, right. but it's that platform where people want that, that flip through, you know, you can sit here and watch and, and think about it. How many YouTube videos do you watch at a setting versus, you know, long format YouTube versus reels it's probably three at least three times the amount i see i'm odd um i think i fight against the the tactic of social media to try to make me more add (laughs) (laughs) so what i try to do is i go on youtube and i never i i try to stay away from shorts i don't know Mm -hmm. what it is i i just fight it just fight against it i'm like please look at mine but i don't want to look at yours (laughs) but i think i feel like when i go to youtube i'm like i'm i'm supposed to look at long form stuff i'm conditioned right yeah and i I think that's the thing we we've done that from that route and especially you know uh, from our age perspective and i'll say this i've had to kind of i'll piggyback on instagram but for youtube i had to really look at my analytics and my demographic, my demographic on YouTube before I really even got into shorts on YouTube was, um, 40 to about 65, Hmm. you know, and and a little bit of thirties. So it was an older crowd, but it's the same folks that were going for the, that were looking on, on searching for the how to's and those type things and looking for those long format videos Mm. when it, exactly. Hey, look, same here. Whenever I look, that's how I learned how to put up lights and, you know, change out light switches and all these different things and all that stuff, man. When it comes to that on the short side, it's a clear difference when you look at it from YouTube shorts to Instagram reels. Because I was just talking with uh, with uh, John from Black Smoke about this last week, um, it's a it's a big difference, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the shorts on YouTube are still mainly engaged in that, uh, <clears throat> not the content, not the not not the built up type of content or or finessing content that you see on Instagram with the clear shots, you know, and Mm -hmm. the, and the, and the, you know, the finely edited things and whatnot. It's more still the person that's holding their phone 
doing this and or, or somebody running in and out of the room or something like that. That's still kind of what you see when it comes to those shorts, and they're just not as clean on YouTube. So that I don't. True. I, so I really don't watch shorts per se. And it's funny because like it, it, kind of what you say about the shorts. I'm still kind of the same way. I want folks to watch mine. I'll watch other content creators that I know <laughs> that really put the the detail into it or focusing on the how to and what they're doing. You know, on the on a cook or something of that nature, or explaining something, but to me, I'm not saying it's a waste of time. I'm just saying that it's just not really my cup of tea on YouTube. On Instagram, it's a totally different feel. It's a totally different feel to where it's more polished. Um, you know, the way they even go through with you know their settings and the filters and the music and all this different kind of stuff. They really kind of revolutionized it in a sense to where. Like now, when I do reels, I'll sometimes scour Instagram and just kind of look and get an idea of, okay, I can go through my phone now. I got probably about six or seven different songs that I know I want to use for reels. Hmm. And with that, it's, it, the other side of it, too, is figuring out the the trending side. Because some of these things yes. go short. Like you, some yes. of the stuff you've got to go and you've got to hit it now. Cause two weeks from now it, it'll it'll be done. You I know, can't keep it, up with it, man. I just yeah, can't. <laughs> the, the one thing I will say, man, is that they make it pretty easy now from that algorithm side when they have that mm. trending. If you look at the if you look uh, at the song, they have that little trending arrow where it's pointing up. That's yep. showing okay, this thing's on upward trajectory. You can see how many reels it's been used in. Um, but that's part of the fun creative side. I, I take the music side to really use it in the creative form. And it's one of those things just like uh I just done a I just finished a, a reel on some uh some dino ribs, some beef ribs. <clears throat> and with that it was I was I I didn't have a song picked out for it. And I was sitting there and I I put my video together and I was like, dude, it's been like four days, I haven't found anything. <laughs> and then it was a, and then it was a uh <laughs> It was, uh, I don't know if you know Willie Bobo, who's a, uh, a Latin jazz uh, musician. Uh, I think you really, told me about him before. Re- really great, really great man. Um, and there was a song, it's a song called <laughs> Fried Neck Bones and Some Home Fries. That sounds good. Yeah. And it, dude, I'm telling you, dude, like the whole feel and the vibe of the song I heard, I was like, yep, that's it. And I saw it and it was trending ahead. <laughs> and look, and it only had 400 plays on it, but it was trending. Okay. And so, and this is an old song, like from the sixties. And I was like, all right, that's it. And so with that and going in on the editing, like, you know, with a slower feel, I took out a lot of the, uh, the, uh, the sped up film, slowed it down, went from that to, you know, instead of a transition out, instead of running it fast, I'll just go ahead and then run it for a couple seconds, black out, then go to the finished part and then go from there because the because the song isn't fast right exactly. so it, th- that kind of controls your feel when it comes to that and I, I think that really helps it from the you know from the instagram side and the creativity side of it um and i made a change too i've kind of gone i you know i've recently put out a long format rib video uh, on a collab with uh alton and that was Which my was first awesome. long yeah i appreciate it man it was great and alton had a great cook on there too man yes sir um but uh that was my first long format video since November, since the end of November. So it's been some time. And from then I've just really kind of been hitting the reels and going from that perspective. 
and trying to take the long court, the long cook and get it into a minute and have people understand that, but at the same time, show the processes, not as thorough, but show all that and then give everybody the answer to that in the, in the description with the directions. So you told us what you like about Instagram in contrast a little bit to YouTube. What do you dislike about Instagram, if anything? Um, it, it's, it's the main thing that I'm kind of fighting with, with, uh, with YouTube and with Instagram, um, the number of formats that you have within the, 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 the space. Exactly. Yeah. It, you're really, I, I'll say this. I don't post that much. I do mainly reels now because I, and I, and people used to why look at my posts. I don't really get views on my posts when I do them now on Instagram. I'll get I'll get real real views, you know, because I'm hitting a lot more audiences that way. But at the same time, I also have a lot of people. I get I get a lot of engagement on my stories, but at the same time, you go back and look; those same people don't check my posts. Some of those people don't check my reels. So it's like you're you're trying to figure out how to grasp and and hit one particular audience, mm, and and keep target. it. Yeah, yeah. And then they and then recently now I don't know if you've seen it on some of the they had. Uh, a release with some of the larger channels with this basically a channel format. Oh, um, Lord. And it's basically... It sounds like they took that from YouTube. It's basically what it is, is these folks that have uh, X number of thousand of, you know, subscribers or fo um, followers. Mm -hmm. It's basically just a... Basically just a post where they can put in a video or a picture or whatever the case would be mm -hmm. and talk. You can't communicate back with them. You can just give them a thumbs up or whatever the case may be. And they just started that maybe about three weeks ago um, from the couple channels I follow with it on the engagement side. It seems to be lacking a little bit. Um, it, I, but, I, I, but, but I like the idea of that as to mm -hmm. where, hey, if it's something where I can put it directly, where it's going to come directly to you, where I don't have to sit up here and let you scroll through it to get to it or whatever. I, I do like that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I enjoy that aspect of it. And I'm like, if y'all can roll that down, that's something I'd get after, you know, where I could get up here and put, hey, I got, you know, whatever. If, if I could just throw the link to the reel out there and then focus in on these folks that I know will go watch it, it'd be kind of good. It's, it's almost the same thing as a YouTube notification. I wonder if they segment that from the general content creating public slash regular people, um, other outside the companies as a way to help them target their demographic where they want, I guess, content creators like us to chase the algorithm target. I don't know. It, it may be that, you know, it, it may be that. And I think when you look at it, I'll say that from from this standpoint, I think Instagram probably has the easier of the algorithm to chase and figure out in terms of what in terms of how you put your stuff out there. Um, YouTube, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I, I, it's, I, dude, it's, I cannot. It's 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 one of those things to where it's just yeah. like, hey, you know. I enjoy it, you know, but at the same time, you know, you're looking at the reason I started with the shorts on YouTube was the returns I was getting. I could mm -hmm. put out a video and uh, I could put out a short and easily get 1500 views, you know, yeah. on it versus looking at a video and then having to wait to get to 
having to wait to get to a thousand, yeah, you know, a and, while. Yeah. And, it, and it's about those impressions that you make too. So I, yeah. I, 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 but I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I, I do, I do believe that we're in a format where that, that short format is going to stay for a good little bit here. You know, I think that's going to be kind of the, the push, especially with the, with the younger crowd. Um, Oh, everybody's it, getting ADD. I tell yeah, you, yeah, everybody's hey, getting it, mm. man. Hey, look, but I'm telling you, dude, it's it's funny, man. Like on the content creation side, I've come to appreciate that because I it can get easier. up here, dude, <laughs> dude. One of the one of the reels that um, one of the reels that uh, I work with a uh, uh, Premier Fire and Barbecue, um, and one of the reels I just did for them, man, was literally a six second reel, <laughs> and that's it. It just shows it shows it shows me grabbing the. Uh, uh, the the lumberjack pellets, mm. me grabbing the the uh, the loot and booty chicken rub, me seasoning the chicken. Watch your mouth. Getting it on, <laughs> get, get it on the grill, man, and then it shows it on the cutting board, and then that's it. And it's got and it's got one of those hot. I can't even remember. I can't even, dude. It was it was a hook from a rap song. I can't even remember which one it is, but it's trending on TikTok now. Oh. Not TikTok. Um, uh, on uh Instagram. And so it's like, all right, let's go on ahead and hop on it. And it's probably going to be released here maybe within the next week at the latest. And I'm sure it'll do well. Man. Wow. Hey, everybody go follow Jeff Outdoors with Jeff everywhere, everywhere, uh, including um, the the place that we are going to talk about. Um, we're leading up to it. So I, I think so. We, we talked about Facebook, Instagram. A little bit of YouTube. What do you you, you kind of said what you dislike about uh, YouTube? Um, tell me what you what you really like about YouTube. What, what do you really really like about YouTube? Like um, what what keeps you there? We they have the different content models, mm -hmm. which is um, it's, it's challenging to chase. They're targeting podcasts now, so they. <laughs> They're mm -hmm. trying. Um, what about them in spite of the complexities of their algorithm and trying to figure out what avenue gives the best reward? What keeps you going back? <clears throat> Honestly, it's where, it's where I learned how to be a creator. That's the That's biggest thing. You know, I enjoy putting the work and the time and the detail into editing and things of that nature. YouTube, YouTube taught me that be it from, you know, my first couple of videos, which are really bad to getting into, you know, figuring out. They weren't that shots. bad, man. They weren't that bad. Trust me. They're bad, man. <laughs> hey, hey, look, trust me. They, they, they were rough, bro. Have you seen some of the videos out there, man? I, I, I've seen, trust me. I know, man. I know, but dude, this is one of those things when you, when you start and you actually just get to the point of just trying to make each one better. And you're, you're looking at camera angles and, and doing voiceovers and panning shots and, you know, learning about, you know, getting at, you know, 60, 60 uh, frames per second is good. But if you can get if you can get to 120, Ooh. 120 frames per second, you can you can slow mo anything and make it and get an Oscar for it. Mm, <laughs> you know, you. so it's, you know, when you when you hit those things, man, and you get a shot where you're panning across the grill and you got that smoke coming up like this and slow mo. And then it's like, OK, Stop it. yeah, you, you, you can make anything into a story, man. And that's what I really yeah. learned on YouTube. And that's what I that's what I enjoyed about it. Um, 
and that's kind of the thing that keeps me coming back to it. You know, when I did that long format a couple of weeks ago, it was fun. And I said, yeah, I'll get back into it. And then at the same time, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll get I'll, I'll get back to it in the meantime. This guy's paying me for short form content, uh, yeah. <laughs> so exactly. let me go ahead and take care of him first, you know, and, and then get also get my other content out as well. Yeah, what would you? You already mentioned something that you would fix about Facebook. I'm uh, sorry, uh, YouTube. Uh, what is one other specific thing specific to YouTube that you would fix? I'd say more of a. I guess a grouping. And what I mean by that is, is get an algorithm out there for the different types of content, right? Mm -hmm. What is it that you're, that you're going for? What is it they're looking for in a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. What are they looking for? in you know, in these cook videos, um, what, what is it that's going to make, make it a little bit easier for the creator to figure it out because once they get it figured out, dude, they're just going to keep making that content. One of the things, and, and, and I'll say this is a major piece that I picked up from Alton. He's like, look, if you find, if you find something that hits, keep doing it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. keep doing it. You know, if you get a, if you get a reverse sear steak or reverse sear ribeye that does extremely well, it's like the next week you go out there with a reverse sear strip. <laughs> Then you go back and you go back with a tri tip and he's like, keep running that thing until, go until it stops. Shop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's like, keep running it back from that standpoint and mm -hmm. until it, until it doesn't work anymore, you know, and that's, and that's kind of how you build your growth from there. That's good advice. Yeah. You know, the way I look at Facebook is I, I say Facebook, this is the, the, the big city that you've created, the community where everybody's at, it's a catch-all. Y'all don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. We're just here. There's no clear direction. There's mm. never really going to be any. It's just there because it was the, the first big footprint of Meta. Mm -hmm. Instagram, I feel like, all right, Instagram is to keep Meta revel uh, relevant because they steal. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> every type of new technology they stole it from snapchat they stole they stole it from uh stole some from uh youtube they stole some from tiktok which we're going to talk about um <laughs> when i see youtube i'm like all right there's a couple of things here there's a clear vision of this has always been the how-to video place to find. If you need to learn how to do something like fix your dryer so you don't pay this absorbent amount of money for somebody to unscrew something and screw it back in, you're going to do it. You mm. want to learn how to cook something. Or you just like to watch music videos. It's for you to watch long-form videos, more like TV, and I think that's why they got into the, the live TV game. Mm -hmm. Now, what I would fix with Facebook is... Um, stop trying to push me into virtual reality. Stop that and, and do something. <laughs> Come on, like, like, all right, cool. You're done with Jada Pinkett Smith now with the Red Table Talk. You, you, you mm. don't know what really is going on in the content world now. You just meandering out there all aimlessly, like I don't know what's going on and trying to figure it out. Instagram, I need you for once, for mm -hmm. once, to make something yourself. That's new. <laughs> Man, look, I'm telling you, dude, they're just, look, 
they're gonna they're gonna just keep they're just gonna keep buying up stuff, man. They're they're just gonna yeah. take it and just plug it into that because that's the platform that's that's doing the best, man. When you look at it from that perspective and the fact that they will take you know, they'll take and they'll they'll energize and throw these new ideas on there. It's funny because think about it, my stories my stories, I don't post on, on Facebook when it comes to that. I, I Most sure. of my stuff on Facebook gets seen through my post on Instagram. That is true, yeah. And that, and that's how, and that's where it feeds to it from there, and it's just like, okay, well, that's, the channel. That, that, that's, that's how they roll, man. That's that's how they go with it. You know, I, I enjoy I enjoy the, 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 the algorithm's a little bit easier to figure out on Instagram. Um, yeah. But, um, I, I enjoy it, man. I, I I enjoy you know both of those. When it comes to Facebook, don't don't really care that much. <laughs> hey, look, you talk to Terrence or or people that have have followed uh, any aspect of social media from from my side over the years. I think I quit Facebook like four or five times, <clears throat> which drastically diminished my 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 listener base for a couple of years. Sorry about that. <laughs> you blame Trump for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and let, well, let's touch on that too because that's the thing. I'll be honest with you from a from a political standpoint. I think when you look at it, Facebook is definitely the number one, you know, political where you where you're just going to get bombarded whether you want it or not. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just a, it's just going to it's just going to come at you. Um YouTube, YouTube second, and I say Instagram third because I don't really get too much political stuff on there unless I, unless, unless I'm searching for searching for a topic. You know how you know how oh, Instagram yeah. Instagram will dig right into your algorithm and they will just mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's, Instagram can don't they, click they will on find nothing exactly on. exactly because I mean scroll it, past you, it you you, you don't get five hundred the same thing. So no matter what it is, so yeah, man. But no, on the political side, dude, like I, I can understand why you hopped off. There. I knew I knew quite a few folks that hopped off for that reason because it just comes straight at you. Yeah, and and I think, and this is going to kind of segue into the, the talk about TikTok. Is I think that Facebook, what it's, what people think it's intended for. And what it's really doing is two separate things. And and the way so here's the good thing. You know, you gotta play both sides of it, I guess. We got Obama from it, right? Mm-hmm. We also got Trump from it. Mm-hmm. And the other foreign countries got whoever they got from Facebook. You know, let's be real, they they influence, you know, more than just our elections. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, I, I think we have to be cognizant, and I mentioned this a lot over the years, be cognizant that these people are not there to connect you. They're here to steer uh, a narrative for whoever is willing to pay the most ad revenue. Exactly. The same. Um, yeah, I, I, I just can't get down with it. I think they're they're dangerous to the, to the culture more than it is helpful to the culture. Mm. And I, I think that's the bad side of how we, how we um, cohabitate in a way with the, the social networks. It starts with, I think Facebook and, 
And then we forget about Facebook a little bit. We forget about Instagram and, and what it does to, to young girls, you know, just trying mm-hmm. to keep up with the Kardashians. We forget about YouTube and and you installed this YouTube kids app on on your on your baby's new tablet. Oh, it's so nice. And then they keep going down a rabbit hole of terror and then exactly. <laughs> oh God. Exactly. And now they're radicalized. Radicalized, you know. Mm-hmm. But so we don't talk about that. We talk about TikTok. Now, before we talk about the elephant in the room, I talked about in the past episode, we about to talk about it now, about the ban, the potential ban. Um, from a content creative perspective, what do you like about TikTok? If anything. TikTok kind of does the the best of both worlds when it comes to the combining the thought process of the detail of the reels that people put into it and the the best of the short shorts on YouTube. So it kind of takes both of those and meshes it together. Um, and But there's a reason for that, isn't it? Let's be real. There's a reason. They, they, they started it and the other, the other platforms stole from them in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. But I think I think when you look at it, you can get you can get that aspect of it because mm-hmm. you have people that are saying, OK, hey, this is a platform that I want to work with, you know, mm-hmm. and I and I want to I want to be on here. And that's and it, it's going to work for me on, on that side of it. I enjoy the fact that I could take, you know, take my content and go across three different platforms with it. That that's that's good to me. I enjoy I enjoy that. Uh, in terms of TikTok, I really think that they, I'll say that they, they, they do it the best. I, not, well, not, not this. I don't think, I don't think in terms of the shorts, in the, in terms of shorter format, I think Instagram really comes first. Right. And then TikTok second and YouTube third. But they really, like you said, it was that they kind of originated it and they went from there with it. So. Yeah. I think to your point, and it's it's kind of close to I feel in terms of the shorts and and the reels you got in terms of quality here you go you got YouTube last like eh, you never know what you're going to get from it um Instagram is the pioneers of whatever algorithm tweaking whatever whatever format whatever uh camera enhancement that they're going to do they're going to be the pioneers of it and people are going to just make a whole bunch of the the quantity of it is just going to, to feed in the engine. And then Instagram takes it and it classies it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so, to your point. Yeah. I can't, for the life of me, and this is going back to me fighting against the going deeper down the ADD hole. <laughs> that don't sound right. But... <laughs> I don't I can't use TikTok like that. Um for the for the sake of saving my my sensory um <laughs> my sensory organs like I, I just need to slow my brain down a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with you on that. I think I think for me the, the folks that I watch on TikTok are people that either I know or that have been recommended to me. You know, I get a lot of folks that'll yeah. send me stuff to watch on TikTok. Um, it's not like I'm constantly just scrolling through there like I would be on Instagram or whatever just to see what I find because um, I, I I still just think it's unorganized. 
I don't think it has Very. a you know I, you know if uh, it, it's almost like a little bit to where they just kind of let the algorithm go there where mm-hmm. Instagram is really focused it'll get you in a silo you know to where you can you, you know you can sit up here one night and watch every single video on LeBron James from <laughs> from back when he was 12 to to this morning you know they 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 will show that they will show you that yes, if, yeah. if, if that if that's how you start going down you know going down that rabbit hole but um not nah, TikTok is just a little bit too unorganized for me when it comes to that as far as the consistency and that's why I'll cut it off cuz I'll say Okay, I started with barbecue. I'm looking at dump trucks, and then <laughs> next thing you know, then somebody's building a skyscraper. Okay, I'm done. And so it's like you know, but oh, but like I said, folks send me stuff on there, so that's how, that's the main reason I watch it. I've heard from a content creator's perspective because I I rarely ever post on there. I actually didn't remember my correct handle on there, by the way. <clears throat> <laughs> I gave that out on the last spot. I'm like, oh, that's the wrong one. <laughs> oh man! So, I, I look. I I follow people, and and they. I've heard this constant thing. People follow a creator, and it feels like when you open the app again, it doesn't return you back to them. You, you rarely ever see yeah. they like, I, okay. I was following rich, you know, rich. I was like, rich is always posting on there. I, was, I had to go find him every time. I'm like, this is annoying. It's yeah, work. I agree. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Maybe that's their way to try and get you, you know, into something different, you know, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where again, you look at that and take that and look at the model with with uh Instagram and mm-hmm. that channel that they're trying to get with these larger with these larger uh with these creators who have larger audiences to say, Hey, I'm sending it directly to you. Right. That may be something that TikTok may end up picking up or whatever the case may be. But yeah, it, i agree with you because there's certain folks that I follow on there where I, I see the exact thing that you're talking about. So I mean, you know, it'd be cool if TikTok does it, but the the big question that's looming, the people are waiting for is like, will we be able to use it in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. Will it go away? Will will the U.S. ban it? First of all, let's talk about it. How do you feel about the potential ban? Uh, it's very hypocritical. Very hypocritical. I I I really. We have this thought process of, you know, folks say they know what's best for us, and I, I, I can, I can understand that to a certain degree. But when it comes to certain things, we don't, we don't want to touch it. So we have an issue with it. We're talking about security with it being a Chinese product, a Chinese internet product, right? China, exactly. And that's where that's where I take it because my thing is, okay, look at Facebook in the last election. Mm. Look at the pieces of things that have happened where we find out, oh, well, just because it's an American company, we're sitting up here saying, Well, no, they they can't make a mistake. No. Mm. Look, we all know what the internet is. That's Everybody right. knows you can put anything out there and it can come back in some way or somebody can find it or whatever the case may be. Anything with your internet, you basically need to know that it is 
open information. Anybody can access yep. it. That's right. And, and uh, you know, even back when people say, oh, Snapchat disappears after, well, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Not on their server. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Let, no, it doesn't. Unless somebody get a warrant, they will have all your Snapchat since you created the account. <laughs> so when it comes to that, I really don't think that, I really think it's a double standard when it comes to that. And I think when we sit up here and say, you know, it's a, it's a Chinese product and it's a security risk. No, we have risk over here. We have risk with Instagram. Mm -hmm. We have risk with Facebook, anything that you can think of online. And I think, you know, it's just funny to me because we can talk about that and say that that's not good and we don't trust it and it's not, and we're going to ban it. But at the same time, everybody has their own agenda. Yeah. China, China bans yes. a whole bunch of stuff when it comes to the internet. It's stuff that you can search for that you can't find. They ban Facebook. Yeah, exactly. We're so, mad at that still. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but the, the point being is that let, let people choose, let people decide yeah. if they want to get on, you know, there are all these other platforms, much smaller platforms that are doing some doing really nefarious things where it's just like, Hey, people can still get out here and, find a 4chan and this, you know, things of that nature and, oh, get, and get, and get back on there and do what they want to do. And it's like, you know, you, you'll have some, the folks running those things like, I don't know what's going on. I mean, Hey, I, I mean, they just get here and talk, but okay. <laughs> but yet you're sitting up here wanting to target something and saying, no, we're going to ban it because of, because of the, uh, because of the government, because of, because of it being, you know, Chinese, you know, it's run by the Chinese or whatever. It's just not, it's not a good look, and it's, and it's, it's it clearly shows their political motivations behind it. You know, in the in the court of public opinion, uh, like I would like to think that the general public is a lot more intelligent than the media portrays them to be, but apparently they run polls. I don't know who takes these polls, but they come off, and they, I, I think they assume people are dumb. Like, all right. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Um, the th you ever seen like a movie and they they have this plan that should be like really really intricate and you shouldn't. There'd be no holes in the plan. You know, it's tightly woven, and they're pulling the wool over your eyes and stuff like that. You know, I, I would think people are smart enough today to catch the BS and say you're not pulling the wool over my eyes anymore media um social media to be exact and you, you know what you're getting from these people you know what trash in and trash out is you know mm -hmm. what i mean how to trust that they don't love you like you think they do mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't i don't like facebook for for a stay People just forget about that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, we're good with that. Uh, they gave us, what, what did Mark give them? Um, uh, a meta quest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could play with my homie during the pandemic. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, give them something shiny, new, and forget about it. Refocus it on China. And here's the thing. How do we know that Facebook, just like they sold that stuff to Cambridge Analytica, which had, ties to russia 
Mm-hmm. And who is best friends with Russia? How do you know that that didn't go down all the way to China? And they got that information. So mm-hmm. what does banning TikTok do to the greater scheme of things where you don't know where the data goes regardless? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it is, it's, it's a situation where, again, just let it get back into the people's hands. Just let people make their own decisions let folks do what they're going to do and just go from there. You know, we, and the the question that I have is if it's so much pressure on this, what is it that, what is it that you don't want to come out politically? What's the threat? What's the real threat? Because we can sit up here and say that, you know, you know, we're talking about, you know, well, you know, they can spy on us or whatever. Yeah. We have balloons flying, but guess what? We got, we got our own balloons flying everywhere. Trust and believe me, you know, we do. I mean, it's, it's literally, yes. it's mm-hmm. literally that, that's, that's what, it, that's what intelligence and counterintelligence is about, but let people make their own decisions. Guess what? I mean, look, they can sit up here, they can make our phones, they can I, make shoes, but yet, but yet, but yet, but yet <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't use a product to promote your brand because it's a threat and somebody can spy on you, but yet there are other countries around the world that are using, you know, Instagram, using Facebook, you know, using, using Twitter when Elon decides he wants to, Oh, he yeah. wants to be right. Yeah. You know, we didn't talk about Twitter. <laughs> Screw Twitter. We ain't talk about Twitter. It ain't worth it. <laughs> hey man, that's, that's Elon's toy, man. He bought that yeah. just to make it his toy, man. That's it. <sighs> yeah. But to, to that point too, Elon has bought this this company. It's a privately owned company now. He could do whatever he wants to do with it. Where do our expectations for transparency and the follow through for transparency lie for that? He it just does. makes these Teslas and we're just driving down the street, be like, hey Elon, go ahead and tweet something cool. I'm already dead. You want to know the funny thing, man? I, I I listen to NPR. I've been listening to it ever since I've been riding in a car. My dad always has NPR. On. Good stuff. I, I just heard literally earlier today where uh, NPR has deleted their 54 um, uh, Twitter accounts because they, they used to tweet regularly. Mm-hmm. Um he put a label, I'll, I'll be as accurate as I can with it. He put a label on them, labeling them basically state-run media, yep. right? Yep. And then they pushed back, like, no, we're not. We're we're the most unbiased news probably that you'll find They're out there. They're publicly funded. Yeah, besides Associated yeah. Press. And then right. he changed it and put it as government-funded. <laughs> Less than 1% of their funding comes from the government. It comes from individual donors, right? And, and, right. and organizations. So they said, rather than to sit up here and get into this, you know, this contest with you, we're just going to back off here and just, you can have it. Mm-hmm. And the, and when you look at it from a media standpoint, you know, and that, and that's kind of the thing where I think this whole internet phase that we're in really can impact things, Right. You look oh, at it yeah. from a from a news standpoint. I I used to watch a lot of some years ago. I used to watch you know a lot of CNN, you know things oh, of that nature. Yes. 
you know, heavy, and, you know, yeah, CNN, MSNBC. My my news outlets now, really, man, are the Associated Press and NPR. Because you're going to get yes. literally just the, and you're gonna be like, man, those stories are short because they're taking all the opinion out of it. Exactly. They're just giving you, they're just giving you the straight details. Yep. You look at these other channels that have become, you know, where they've really gotten after this pundit situation, you know, be it to the left or right or whatever, and people think that's news. And it's you know, be it be it, um, you know, be it Sean Hannity or Tucker Carlson or Rachel Maddow or any of these other folks, you're you're getting you're getting an, an almost an entertainment show with a little bit of fact and a lot of opinion. Oh yeah, and, and that and that that was birthed because of the internet, and mm-hmm. it, and also when you look at it from a social media standpoint, you have folks that will look at what's going on with social media and they'll, they'll just start small and grow big. I mean, they, they create themselves, you know, yeah. but I mean, think about it, Charlie, like back when we were in school before we had, we wanted to do a report on something. We had to go get an encyclopedia. Man, look, look, my mom had the encyclopedia Britannica. I thought we was rich, man. We had the, the, on the bookshelf. Ask me how many times I cracked that thing over, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling so you, searching it, for something on there. Yeah, yeah, and then and then back when um and then back when you know me and you were about the same age, man. Back when you know everything started going, and you had a CD ROM, and then you had a what was that thing called uh, Encarta, where it switched to on on the CD ROM. Boy, then you could find then then we started getting to the internet and being able to look anything up. But then at mm. the same time, you and and not to say that these books and whatnot didn't have some of them did not have credibility because some of them didn't have credibility, but at the same time, right. it's a lot harder to get a book published back then mm-hmm. than it is to where you can have somebody sitting in their basement. They can just throw whatever up or look at, <laughs> look at some of this stuff on Wikipedia where people are, they, they, they change it anytime <laughs> or somebody saying, Hey, I'm, you know, it, it, it's just crazy what you can do and how you can get something out there. And it's really hard to find trusted sources nowadays. I think, and this is going to be a little techy, but I think the same way content creators will understand this. I think the same way that camera technology, especially like on cell phones or whatnot, is, and and the way post production is done with deep fakes and all that, the way that we question that is we have to question like everything just everything is questionable mm-hmm. trust nothing yeah yeah you're i mean it's gotta you you have to have your own litmus test on these things to see if it's really if it's really something that you want to take at face value or is it like hey hold on let me get back to you because some of that stuff out there man it's just like i mean you look at the deep fake videos they can make anything they want the the one with the Pope, <laughs> the recently, <laughs> one of them almost got me. I'm I'm really really good about catching stuff and cross referencing. There was there's one that Bill Gates came out with not too long ago, and I saw some Facebook reaction videos like it was real, and you really had to dig, dig, dig to find out that that was a deep fake, and I'm like that's scary. 
But at the same time, again, with somebody creating that thing about how fast something can spread from that from that standpoint. And that and that's and that's what you have to think about from the aspect of social media. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was I was texting with my sister this morning, talking about triggers online. You know, because she sent me something that was you know that was uh, highly offensive that somebody did. They rearranged a, uh, a marquee sign outside a store to say something, and she's just like, you know, can't believe it. And I'm like, well, at the same time, who did it? You know. We don't know who did that. We don't know. We don't know anything about it. We just see that picture. That picture has been passed around umpteen times. Mm. We're not sure what it is or whatever the case may be. And you you really just have to sit back and learn to hold on to your personal peace and not necessarily get so emotionally involved in things because nowadays folks yeah. will take something and throw it on the internet just to get views, just to get likes, or just to get you know, whatever, good, bad, or ugly. Terrence said something is really good. They said you can use, you can find so many things on the internet that are great. Mm -hmm. And some people use it for bad things. That it is a balance, you know, because here's the thing that is great. Internet connects people. Mm -hmm. A pocket full of information. Um, If your willingness to find information is there you will find what you are looking for (laughs) notice i say you will find what you're looking for (laughs) exactly Exactly. so there's the good of it is the accessibility it brings people together it it gives it gives you a tool that is so powerful which is information Mm -hmm. what you do with that information god damn it is is you can you can do great things <laughs> or before they catch it you can mess a whole bunch of stuff up <laughs> exactly exactly and, and to your point it doesn't take much time at all and with ai you program that sucker let it do its thing <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying with with that and, and going back to the kind of like the tiktok thing um with with all this going on with the with the fake stuff and all that stuff you still need a place to tell your narrative it is yeah. a tool for people to at least express um pain points you know the i don't know i don't care how people feel about the organization but the the movement of black lives matter Mm-hmm. Um, the, the things that the movements during the pandemic and all that stuff, if we didn't have the internet, what would we have missed with George Floyd? Exactly. You exactly. And in, in, like I said, we talk about the good and the bad of the internet. And there are so many things now that you can catch. And I, I'll tell you again, this, this can be accountability for a lot yes. of people where people can sit up here and get their phone. They've got a production studio in their hand. Oh yeah, know? that's right. And they, and they can make, <laughs> and they can make something happen from that, from that standpoint. Yeah. Um, and there are also bad things that can come of it too. I mean, you, you look at, <laughs> you look at just like, I'll give you a good example, man, you know, being in Atlanta, you know, during that time and you see those, how quickly those marches can get together and escalate. And the other side of it is you have you have the good the good pieces of folks getting together, and at the same time, 
you got you got some folks that are out there that are trying to bust up some stuff. And they used to come I, from out of town. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and it's and it's funny, man. I I saw one. It, it was funny because it was on. I can't remember what news station it was on in Atlanta, but they were showing some folks getting ready for a protest at that time. Hmm. And it's funny because the news reporter was sitting there talking, but it was a guy in the bullhorn in the background, basically telling everybody, "Look, we are peaceful. Remember that we're peaceful. If you're hmm. out there tearing up, we will throw you out this group." We don't know you. If you get involved with somebody else, we do not know you and we will leave you and we will tell the cops who you are. And I'm sitting there listening to it because I'm like, that's exactly the point that they're, you know, between these two different types of uh, these two different types of folks on, on that side, the good and the bad. And and, the bad. and, that, and that'll capture both because guess what? You'll have people that'll catch her, that, that will capture and record those folks that are that are. Uh, looting or whatever the case may be mm. and it it rolls down to exception management that's yeah. going to be the news story yeah not the folks that are out there you know talking about something in an intelligible manner or communicating through through the um through the process of protesting peacefully and that's the that's the side of the internet that you know it goes both ways and that's what we have to watch i think at the end of the day is we all know that there's good and bad with social media. What we're trying to say, U.S. government, is stop lying to us and say it's national security. Well, we know you're just trying to help Facebook, Twitter, and Google. It's fine. Just say it. Yeah. <laughs> if you just say it, we'll be like, okay, we're just making sure that these U.S. companies make more money, and That's this it. algorithm from TikTok is not taking all their market share. Just say it. People, That's what, people will be to. okay with that. They might. <laughs> some people will not like anything you tell them, <laughs> but if mm-hmm. you're honest about it, come on, man, we know what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that and that and that's what it is, man. You know, it's it's funny what you hit on, man. It's something it's something an old mentor of mine used to say all the time, man. He said people he said, in order to be successful, you gotta understand the difference between knowing and doing. That's right. You you know it. Mm-hmm. You've gotta act on it. They 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 just need to say what it is and be upfront, man, and that's it. You ain't got to lie to kick it, Craig. You ain't got to lie. (laughs) There you go. Uh, On that note, man, it was a great conversation. I hope people take from this a lot of nuance uh, that goes along with this. You know, at face value, you got to look at things for how it works for you. Um, Dig deeper into it. Don't look at one Wikipedia page. Um, <laughs> Cross reference it. You know, f- figure out like what are these guys like really doing? Like, mm-hmm. what's what's really going on? What how does it how does it impact not just me but the people around me? Like, you, I know you have relatives that are impacted some way about what's going on on a social media, especially if they are an adolescent. Come on, let's think about this now. You know, your your voting um, trends are affected by it. As much as you don't like it, you go on YouTube and watch a video. You're done. You're in. You're in the statistic now. You're good. So take take all this and be like, hey, if we need to change anything, let's change 
the same thing we need to change about politics is the same thing we need to change about social media. Take the money, the way that the money stream is, change it, and you'll get a different product. I'm just saying. Hey, on that note, the doors of the church are open. Hallelujah. <laughs> we take it up offering. We take it up offering. And tithing. Oh, man. Oh, man. You hit the nail oh, on the head, man. Man, it was great having you on the pod, man. Hey, look. Tell people where to find you on the socials that we just talked about. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and TikTok at Outdoors with Jeff. That's uh, G-E-O-F-F. Catch us on the Black Smoke Barbecue Podcast. Catch us everywhere on Instagram. We do barbecue videos. We talk barbecue. We eat barbecue. We're going to turn into a piece of barbecue one day until y'all figure out we're taking over this game. <laughs> yes, sir. Y'all be blessed out there. This has been another Mavcast back in your ear. And please just look down while you're walking down the steps, man. It can save your life. Just a little tidbit. Come back for more later. All right. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>